You are listening to the Movie Clubhouse podcast. Tune in multiple times a week for brand new reviews. Hello, hello, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Movie Clubhouse podcast. The best place to be if you love movies and TV. We hope you're all doing great out there in the villages and the cities and the suburbs. We hope you have watched a lot of exciting movies and TV in the last couple of days. If there is anything that you want to discuss with us at the Movie Clubhouse, feel free to reach out to us at any of our socials or at the mail, which is featured in the show notes. Today, we have a very exciting review outlined for you. It is nothing less than Leave the World Behind. Netflix's little apocalyptic or apocalypse Apocalypse, not Apocalypse, Apocalypse movie is finally here. We have seen it and are about to give you our review for it. So let's get straight into it. As we said, we have just, or not just, a couple of days ago finished watching Netflix's Leave the World Behind. And overall, we really enjoy this film. It's not a pitch perfect movie. It doesn't hit the complete home run, but it's really good, especially in the second half of the film. I really want to praise the really expressive acting which is used in this film and that the facial expressions are also really authentic. They really, it really feels like an authentic film, like this scenario could happen. This movie is really possible in that kind of sense. This is a spoiler-free review, so we won't get into that much of the story. But the basic essence is that uh, there is an apocalypse uh, hitting the US. It and it this, these attackers are basically or hackers are basically hitting on one target at a time, like the cell phones, the internet, and etc. So they get into one of these things at a time. And slowly, the apocalypse start to be real. And this family, which is out in the a summer house, basically, it's from their perspective we get to see this apocalypse happen. And there are also some guests that are coming, knocking on their door at night, and they get involved in this story as well. And there is some really interesting character dynamics in this story, basically. I want to praise all actors, including especially Julia Roberts, that plays a mom that's in this summer house, Ethan Hawke, but also Maha, how do you spell, say his name? Maha, Marasha Ali. Marasha Ali. Or is it Marasha Ali? Marasha Ali. They're doing a phenomenal job with their characters. They are really great. We also want to praise the artistic job done by the child actors or the younger actor, actors and actresses in this movie. They are also doing a really good job with their characters. We'll get into their names later, so they get a proper shout out. But there is basically really exceptional performances from most of or all parts of this movie, basically. It's they are really, really good. We also want to mention this apocalypse, or I what why do I keep saying apocalypse? It's ap- apocalypse or ap- ap- apocalypse. Yes, apocalypse. The apocalypse is portrayed in a pretty much real life scenario. This could literally happen, and that is what makes this movie a little bit frightening because it's uh, such a 
it's a scenario that could really happen, this apocalypse, especially connected to all the electric things, the media. And this movie is basically how vulnerable we will be with things like that going out, like the cell phones and media, TV. And there are also some interesting other weapons involved in this movie that the attackers or hackers are using, basically. So I really think this apocalypse is pretty much extremely well portrayed in this film. There is also really a little bit weird intruding aspect related to the moon in this film. And that I thought, I thought this apocalypse had to do something with the moon in the first time or the first half of the film. But that, that would be, have been really interesting. There is a film also that's called something like the moon or something that came out a couple of years ago. I have not seen that movie, but I would probably, probably now do it because an apocalypse involving the moon would be really interesting to see. But this has nothing to do with the moon. Just saying, it was it was a shot with the moon that I, that led me to the, to that path, thinking path. But I didn't continue on that path when I saw some other events which happened, which are really interesting. This movie is really on the deep side, involving themes of trust, vulnerability, and social societal stuff. Basically, how society will is so easily collapse with when some things are being eliminated from our daily lives, some of our most in the day, day, day-to-day valuable things, like yeah, as we said, the internet is one of the big aspects. But I want to also reflect on the really interesting approach of storytelling. The used for this movie, I think this movie is based on a book. I'm not reading the book. It is based on a book. We'll name the author later. But this includes parts like part one, part two, part IV, as of four, four, I mean, and part five. And I don't really like when the movies do that, name part, parts of the movie, parts one, two, three, and four, and five, etc. But I think it's really worth for this movie, actually, naming it different parts, because each part had a different title that really made you be excited about what's going to happen next, basically. So I think thought that really worked well, actually. Then, when it comes to the visual effects and CG, I want to discuss a little bit of that, too. When you're looking to the strengths and weaknesses of the CGI, I thought it mainly looked pretty great for this film. There are some animals that are CG involved, and they look pretty realistic, if you ask me. And there aren't any real negatives to see. I think the CGI, CGI looks fine. It's nothing that will win any awards in terms of realist, realisticness, but it's still pretty darn great for this movie. Netflix has done a great job with the VFX another time. They are pretty good with doing great VFX. Now it's not Netflix that does, does, does the VFX. We just shout out all the hardworking, hardworking VFX people that are behind this because they are the true ones who are doing the job. The hard work. So shout out to them. Uh, there are some specific scenes, shots, cam work, and clever highlighting in this film, etc. And some cool moments. I will not get into the spoilery stuff, but there are some cool scenes with the animals that are really majestic and really tense, basically. A lot, a little, there are many, many weird things in this movie also that are not weird in a, in a sense that there are just weird for us as the viewer, but they are really maybe out of place, if you would say it like that. So that's a big part of this movie. 
there are also some cool shots or as cool scene with Tesla cars uh, that are really well done and are really fitting for a, this apocalypse scenario, basically. So there are some cool moments in this film for sure. If there are any standout moments in this movie, really, I don't have anything. As almost as I said, the Tesla scene is really great. There was this scene with the moon that really made me think, uh, going the wrong way actually in terms of the story, but it led me back later. There are some old other scenes with animals that are really really cool, basically, and some of the more character-driven moments with some dance montages are are really, really standout moments. I would say. Uh, this movie is directed by Sam Esmail or Esmail. I have a hard time with, with this film pronouncing the the names. Sam Esmail, Esmail, we say we we'll call him Sam Esmail. Sorry if we pronounce it wrong. And it's based on a book by Ruman Alman or Alam Ruman Alam. Sorry. And the casting information is basically so much so that, as we said, Julia Roberts stars as the mom. Maharsha Ali is one of the neighbors in this movie. Ethan Hawke is also in this film. And except for that, Miha La is playing Maharsha Ali's daughter. Farah McKenzie is playing the daughter for this family, Ruth Sanford. Charlie Evans is playing Archie Sanford. That is basically Kevin Bacon is also in this movie playing a character named Danny. And I, I almost didn't recognize Kevin Bacon this time around. He looked really different. But that is all for the casting information. Looking at the writers, it's credited to Ruman Alam and Sam Esmail also. As I said, this movie is based on a book by Ruman Alam. I have not read the book, but I think the book is titled the same, basically. So that is basically it for the casting information. All parts did a great job. When it comes to the more technical aspects, or not the technical aspects, but more of the... Now we're getting out of... Wrong way, wrong way. Content and tone of the film. When it comes to the content and tone, there were a lot of swear words in this movie. And there are some really, not really, I think this movie is rated PG-13 here in Europe. But there are some R-rated moments, basically, that uh, you should be prepared for. There are also some really, as I said, fun dance moments. I really don't like dance montages as of lately. They are really, really fun and great. When it comes to the dialogue of the film... It has both its strengths and weaknesses. There were some minor moments that I felt the dialogue was a bit weird. But overall, I think it works pretty great. When it comes to the format and structure of the film, I think that the movie's length was pretty acceptable. I think it comes out of 2 hours and 20 minutes, something like that. I think it's pretty solid for this movie. And as it was divided up in this in the film, it was divided up in 4 different parts or 5, I think. So it works pretty well in terms of pacing also. I would, however, have liked to see this movie a lot more as a series. A standalone series would be so darn good for this movie. Like dividing each of the singular parts into episodes. That would have been even better, I think. But my overall experience with this film has been, it's, it's darn good. It's not perfect, but darn good. However, I would really, as I said, like to have seen more of these apocalypse worlds. Because this movie was really isolated to a single place or location that worked for this film mostly, but I think it would have been even better if we got to see a little bit more Apocalypse War, like a sequel, or if it would have been made into a series. 
when it comes to the title of the movie, or not title, the title of the film, when it comes to the title of the film, Leave the World Behind, I don't really know how it connects to the overall story, or I guess I know in some way, but Leave the World Behind. When you see the film, it doesn't get clear right away how it connects to the overall story or the parts of the story. But when counting this apocalypse, it gets a little bit clearer, I guess, and the events that will follow in this film. However, there was also an intentional withholding of information from the viewer in this movie that you, as the viewer, didn't get all the information. And that, I think, really worked for this movie because it really put you on edge and want to know what happens next. So I think that worked really exceptional for this film. So overall, if I were to summarize my rating for this movie, I would actually give it a 4.5 out of 5 stars. With the pros being the exceptional acting, the really good story, I would have loved to see a series out of this, a series adaptation, or this made into a series of its own, maybe 30-minute episodes. But there isn't much cons to this movie also. The first half was a little bit more boring before things started to get, get a little bit into the action and get a little bit more intense. But I really enjoyed the second half of the movie, except exceptionally the second half of the movie. So my final thoughts of this movie was it was actually pretty surprising. I, I didn't think it was going to be that good. Some of the key points being that there were some really exciting scenes. The withholding of information was really good for the US viewer. The div- division up to par- different parts were also really great. The acting was phenomenal for most parts. And there isn't that many cons about the film. It was darn solid. 4.5 out of 5 stars. So I would encourage you to go see Leave the World Behind. It is now streaming on Netflix, so you are pretty much free to go see it. I think it had a minor theater release also, but it's now on Netflix. So it's if you have a subscription for Netflix, free to go watch it. We'll be so happy if you would want to discuss this movie with us at the Movie Clubhouse. You are absolutely free to reach out to us at any of our socials or the mail. And we'll be happy to discuss some of the deeper meanings of this film. It will be really exciting because it is a pretty complex film. So if you want to do that, feel free to do it. But that has been all for this review of Leave the World Behind. As we said, you are free to go watch it on Netflix now. It is streaming right now. But we also want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast since it helps us tremendously, ranking higher and higher on every podcast list and getting more people to listen to our reviews. It helps us a lot and we really appreciate it. And if you want to, you could also leave a review. Or did you say leave a review? You said subscribe to the podcast. If you want to leave a review also, that would help us even more. But you don't have to. It's just a side thing that you can do. So that would be so kind of you if you did that. But that's been all for this review. I've been Eddie, your host Trudy. This has been the Movie Clubhouse podcast. Signing out. Until we see you guys next time. Have a great time watching.